Welcome to A Dab of Investment, the go-to podcast on wealth management for people with investments, pensions, and something to leave behind for the next generation by Alex and David Pritchard, powered by Appboard Independent. Hi, and welcome back to A Dab of Investment. I'm Alex Pritchard, and today we're going to talk about buy-to-lets. Buy-to-lets are an interesting subject right now. And we've just had the new mini budget, which has had some influence on buy to lets. And as we get to the end of the podcast, I'm not sure it's made them a lot more viable, but it's perhaps limiting some of the downside. So let's get right into it. In terms of buy to lets and what's been happening to them of recent times is when I'm talking about the viability of buy to lets and investment and everything else, you've got to look at the environment that we're sitting in now, which is the one thing that we look at an upward for investment purposes, whether it be for something that we don't use, which is buy-to-lets, or things that we do use like unit link funds and investments into different stock markets, bond shares, commercial property, and so on. And the environment for buy-to-lets is a difficult one because like every other investment, it's got good and bad. And the inflating pressures of people wanting housing, people not able to get onto the mortgage ladder, there's people wanting to get onto the property ladder, but having to rent, there's an increasing demand. You know, we know what the inflating pressures of something like this are. And there has been a very large demand, which is why buy to lets have become so popular. But there has been increasing deflationary and downward pressure. And when we look at the environment of the downward pressures, we're looking at, and certainly at the moment, the cost of living. The cost of living, perhaps the Brexit has influenced the cost of living now. We've got very high inflation. It's currently running at about 10%. And that affects what we've got in our back pockets. Our net pay is no longer as strong as it once was. We all know that the cost of a tank of fuel is more expensive. We certainly all know what the gas and electric bills are looking like, even for fixed tariffs. When they change, the tariffs are becoming significantly more expensive. That isn't doing anybody any favours. So our money isn't stretching as far as it used to. Add to that the fact that interest rates are going up and they're guaranteed to go up from now. They were going to go up a bit slower before we had the mini budget, but now they're going to go up a bit quicker because the pound has gone down and we need to add interest rate increases to pump up our attractiveness as a nation for other people to come and buy our bonds. Interest rates are guaranteed to go up anyway to combat inflation. They're perhaps going to hit maybe 3%, 4%. It might even be 5 now with the mini-budget. But then again, the mini-budget is adding pressure to add to that as well. Both of those together, we've got less money to spend. Obviously, interest rates are going up, so mortgages are becoming more expensive. Well, how does that affect a property I've already bought and already have a fixed term on? Well, it affects it in capital values, and that's for someone who owns it now, but then it's even more important for someone who's considering going for a buy-to-let now, which I think is a tough decision to make. Because if you can't afford as much, if the mortgage is more expensive than it was, the banks, there's a news report out today, 90,000 has just come off every mortgage offer for everyone on average. A number of mortgages have been walked away from by the bank, and banks are sort of saying, well, we don't want to give as many mortgages out now. That's creating difficulty. The cost of affordability is already affecting things. What's it going to do to the buy-to-let market? It's not going to send the prices of houses shooting up through the roof. 
whether you live in a house and the residential property values, you know, they're intrinsically linked with that. So buy to lets until Friday would perhaps be an investment with more downside in it than potential upside. It's certainly less viable to go for a buy to let now to buy that in capital values than it was 20 and 30 years ago. 20 and 30 years ago, most buy to lets that people bought because of the residential housing boom made money unless you bought it in 2007. So what does that lead us to in terms of consideration? Well, the mini budget has helped this and the mini budget is sort of saying, well, we're not going to have the stamp duty. So we're going to give some of the stamp duty back for property purchases. Now, as a second homeowner purchases, buy to lets have an extra stamp duty on there, which isn't going to come off. Just the regular stamp duty was going to disappear. That's going to help some of the viability of this. But I think that if you were to look at buying a buy-to-let today, if you were to do that on an interest-only mortgage with a small deposit, or worse, a variable rate mortgage, I think that there's real, real risks of whatever it is you're buying, it's going to wipe out whatever deposit you've put in if it's small enough and probably go into negative equity from where things stand today. Because again, why would property prices continue to go up in the same way they have, certainly throughout the last several years? So the prospect of it actually being good, making profits, hinges almost entirely on the amount of rent that you get, the amount of costs that the property has. Are those costs going to wipe out the rent for this year? Or those costs actually have you know a significant dent on the capital that you've invested? So it's got to be a very careful consideration. And I wouldn't say that anyone that wants to jump into buy-to-lets now, today, especially with small deposits, is going to become certainly of most modest house values of a couple hundred thousand around that value, both less and more. It's not going to make huge money unless you buy a property that is, say, 150, you spend 50 grand on it, and then you sell it for 300. But if there's that much upside in properties that are out there that are selling at auction or through estate agents, I just don't think that there are many out there that have the possibility of so much upswing because so many people are looking at it. There's so much competition to buying properties that the profit now and in terms of turning them around is certainly a lot less than what it's been in the past. And certainly buying buy-to-lets at flat-out retail value right now, it's going to be tough for the profit to be anything other than what the rent is going to produce. And if there's a mortgage as well, what you don't want is a mortgage to pay. No one's in the property. It needs costs, spending on it to get it to where it needs to be. And that, that sort of viability, obviously, there is more downside than we can see than upside. Obviously, it's not all doom and gloom. Buy-to-lets have been very prosperous for a number of people in the past. But obviously, the purpose of something like this in terms of the podcast is to give an opinion based on the environment that we see right now. If we saw that interest rates were going to go down to very little, if we saw that the UK property was very undervalued, then I would say. But I don't think anybody can say that residential property right now, where the average house sells for two, 300,000 or so, probably in our area, which is at South Cheshire, there's 10 buyers queuing around the block. They'll all pay the asking price or even more just to get it and the asking price is too big in the first place, that doesn't scream value. That screams overbuying for it to be potentially expensive. So if property is expensive right now, adding to the fact that we can't afford as much 
the mortgage is more expensive. There's not going to be as many purchases, at least for probably a year or two. Who knows if interest rates get to 5%, it might take a couple of years to come back down, if ever. I wouldn't see it as that viable of an investment, but it's a great topic and we don't invest in any buy-to-lets. Again, it's not something that you can buy direct through an investment or an ICE or a pension. It's great to look at absolutely everything, particularly things here in the UK domestically in terms of trends and what is the economy doing, what the markets look like. And a residential property is part of that. For a lot of people, they, they buy it and live it as a home, some buy for investment purposes. And unfortunately, it's been pretty unloved by the government for a long time now with the extra tax and the fact that you can't offset as much. But it'd be great to welcome any sort of conversation that anyone would like to have with us in terms of, well, I think this is this. And did you know this about the market? And that would be a great conversation to have if anyone is interested in doing that. But on the topic of buy-to-lets, I think, again, rounding up, I think it's a tough buy in capital values. I don't think that in capital terms, it's going to turn 10% per annum or anything like that, anything remotely like that, unless you've bought very cheap, you've put an amount of money in, and then it turns that into a significantly more valuable property. I think there is that, but again, the competition element that is very high in that, it'd have to have a very consistent rent, no void periods, very little spent on it. And yeah, it's, it's tough at the moment to actually see it being viable. But again, I welcome any conversation that anyone would like to have with us. And in terms of buy-to-lets, not with a viewpoint of, of, of coming to us and changing a buy-to-let into an investment, but we're interested in absolutely everything that goes on with a pound sign in front of it. So if you would like to have a chat to us about something like this or about anything else, your investments, pensions and life cover, or perhaps inheritance tax, then please do get in touch via Applewood Independence website. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast on Bytelets. Thank you for listening to Adapt of Investment. Please remember to subscribe and review and visit applewoodindependent.co.uk for the latest on wealth management and financial advice. See you next time.